Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. I'm David. I'm here with my little brother, Jason. We're in his studio Stop. in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we're pumped to talk today about time management because that's the thing is we, we can't get our time back. I mean, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And, and so we know that in scripture. And when we invest time in something, our heart naturally goes with it. So we want to invest time in our marriage. We want to invest time in our children, but oftentimes in the marketplace, even for Christian entrepreneurs and business leaders and marketplace believers, we find ourselves with just far too little time. So how are we going to manage our time? What are we going to do? Should we time block? Should we not time block? What are, what's the difference between proactive and reactive tasks? How do we get our time back? And so that we can use it effectively for the, for the Lord. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Jason's going to kick this bad boy off well, and give us a little structure here. Yeah, so... Thank you for that, David. What yes. a great introduction. Hey, I'll, real quick, I do want to say thank you uh, for your patience. You know, we, we we gave ourselves a little bit of a break, you know, from Christmas until now. So thank you. But we're back. We're back for full attack, you know. So okay. we're going to be rocking out some serious podcasts. But um, also, I want to thank Christian Healthcare Ministries. You know, Christian Health Share is so awesome that they sponsor us and they put this podcast on the air. So we're, we're thankful to them. Go to expertownership.com forward slash CHM to find out the awesome way that Christian, that, uh, sorry, health sharing is replacing your standardized health yeah. insurance. Yeah. We've for 20 Love years, it. we've never had blue cross. We never had yeah. all the other garbage that people have to deal with. Yeah. So let's jump into time management strategies because, um, you know, as I read through stuff about time management and I think about, this beginning of the year. So we really have to start thinking about how are we going to make sure that we're managing our time? I think everybody on this podcast has listened to Eric and he, uh, Eric Beck, and he's shared so much awesome stuff, stuff that I've even learned from. And so I went on and I started looking up some stuff on online, just, you know, trying to get ideas for time management. So I listed out four or five things here that, that really help. But before we jump into time management, I just want to say this about time, like what David was saying, proactive and reactive tasks, I think it's really important that you recognize the difference between what's a proactive task and what's a reactive task. The proactive task moves you toward your goal, toward your long-term goals, whatever your long-term term goals are. A long-term goal, you know, for me, obviously, is I want to celebrate my 65th wedding anniversary with my wife, surrounded by my kids and grandkids and great-grandkids, nieces and nephews, right? And I want to be healthy and vibrant. Well, if that's the case, well, then I got to eat right. I got to exercise. I got to read enough books, but I can't read too many because then you can get overwhelmed with information. You can't watch TV right before bed. You know, it's all these things in order to make sure that you can reach your long-term goal. That's where proactive tasks come in. Proactive tasks, typically David and I, we just did it this morning where we knocked out, you know, three hours of tasks, stuff that you can do when nobody, when the phone's not ringing, when the emails aren't coming in. It's, it's, it's another way of saying deep work that I'm going to be proactive about certain things. Yeah, that's why work blocking is so important. You just got to block off some time and just yeah. say, 
I will not respond to emails or texts unless it's blood or, you know, if, it, if it's blood or smoke, right? Blood or fire, <laughs> then yeah. come get me. Other than that, I'm going to spend an hour, 90 minutes, you know, yeah. 120 minutes, whatever, in proactive, deep work and then there, to get things that... Move. And then there's a time when you do the reactive stuff. It's like, okay, I got 14 emails in my inbox or 44, or 4,400, whatever it is, your reactive tasks. What you don't want to have happen is that you get into a habit of waking up and immediately jumping into reactionary mode and staying there all day. And you don't want to show up at the office and just stay in react mode all day. If that's the case, now we're talking to business owners here. If that's the case, you need to systemize a little bit better. Okay. So let me give you some time management strategies. Um, number one, examine your assumptions and beliefs. Now this is an important one because what you believe is going to come true. So if you believe you're your business can't function without you, then it won't. If you really believe that you can do the job better than everybody else, then you're never going to delegate that job out. So you have to start challenging your beliefs. You know, if you believe that you need to do 80% of the work to get it done right, well, then ask yourself this question how can I trim it to 60? How can I trim that to 60%? Yeah, and that requires proactive thinking. Yeah. Look at your look, if, if you're doing eight hours of reactive tasks a day, Ask yourself, how could I produce the same results in six hours? Now, granted, sometimes it is a it is a matter of manpower. You may have systemized like crazy. You know, we we know a lot of guys in the trades, and sometimes it legit is a is an issue of manpower. And if that's the case, well, then you just have to ask yourself the question: Well, how much is enough? That's right. Like, how much money do I do I really need to make? You know, so last year I made one hundred fifty thousand dollars working seventy hours a week. Well, as a solopreneur. Well, let's trim that to one hundred and ten thousand dollars, and you can work, back. you know, forty hours a week. Do that. So that's if you're a solopreneur. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, which is that where you've moved away from just having a job and you've got a system and you've got employees to run the system and contractors to run the system, well, then you can systemize better. So that would lead me into number two. So the first thing is examine your assumptions and beliefs. That's what you want to do first. When it comes to time management, and in like, a very simple ways, you can say, "Then what? Then what? Then yeah. what? Then what?" Right? Just anytime you're assuming, well, I have to, I have to do this job because no one else, you know, uh, can do the job. Then you say, "Well, then what? Well, then I'm going to get the job done." Well, now let's think about the family. Then what? Well, then I probably won't spend as much time. I probably will miss a few games. Well, then what? Well, it might hurt their feelings and it might create some sort of an issue. Well, then what? could turn into bitterness over time and they could bring division to our family. You see what I'm saying? Just keep saying the then what's, you know, and, and eventually you'll say, okay, I'm going to prioritize and I'm going to challenge my beliefs and my assumptions and I'm going to make some changes. Anytime that you're going to make a change, you have to start with your beliefs first. So do you really believe that you can manage your time effectively or are you more of a poverty thinker? In all honesty, I just have to say it like that where you're like, no, Nope. It's just, I just can't, I can't get myself free. Well, if you keep saying that you're never going to get yourself free. So examine your assumptions and beliefs first. Okay. Number two, make a log, make a log. Okay. What I mean by that is go take one week, write down everything you do. You're like, well, I don't have time to do all that. No, no, no. Seriously do it. Everything, every task that you do from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed for seven straight days, write it down. Woke up, brushed my teeth, put it down there. Well, it woke up, grabbed my phone, hit a text. Yes. Grabbed my phone, looked at an email. Uh-huh. That's automatically starting reaction. Here's what's going to happen. 
It's the same thing that happens every January when people have a have a New Year's resolution to lose weight, and get in shape. One of the first things that that they do is uh, oftentimes is they they'll hire some nutritionist or some person to keep them accountable. And that person, if they're worth their weight in gold, they tell them one thing that they need to do for the first week. Make a log. They tell them, make a food log. I've done food logging a lot before, right? So My fitness pal. Yeah. So you food log. You know what happens when you make a log? You will discover things that you didn't know that are true about you. Oh, I didn't realize I ate that much fat. Yeah, I didn't realize... Two handfuls of mixed nuts were going to bring that much ca- that many calories yes. to my diet. Yeah, or for me, I didn't realize that dark chocolate had as much carbs, caffeine, and carbs as <laughs> coffee. Uh, you know, and I should have, but I didn't until I food logged it, and I realized I was eating a green and blacks three point five ounce bar every single day, <laughs> oh and I was getting too much fat in my in my diet. So, but I didn't realize that until I took a log for a whole week and I started food logging. So here's what you need to do. You need to write down everything you do literally for a whole week. Okay. And then you need to ask yourself this question. You're going to look at that and you're going to say, what things on here 100% have to happen? What's 100% essential? Okay. And you're going to circle those. Anything else that's not circled, cross them off. <laughs> cross it out or, or 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 you could shift it over into another box well hold on because that's where i'm going okay so now you've got these essential things that you need to do the things that are non-essential just don't do them okay now you've got all these essential things but it's still a lot there's still a lot going to be on this list because you know they're things that you do so you've crossed off some non-essentials but now you've got this big list of essentials look at the ones that are the most repetitive these are the ones that you could do in your sleep. Okay, those are the, those are obviously the easiest ones to delegate. So, we're looking for repetitive we're looking for patterns, we're looking for things that are repetitive. Okay, and then we're going to get those off your plate. Now, after you've made a log, so you've you've number 1, you've examined your assumptions and beliefs. Number 2, you've made a log. Number 3, this leads right into this this comes right from number 2 is use what I call the tripod of freedom. The tripod of freedom. You know what that is? Delegate, automate, eliminate. Mm. You're going to look at that list. You're going to see everything that you circled. Now remember, you've you've already eliminated, so you've kind of gone through the eliminate part. And you're going to look at what you've circled. You're going to look at what you can delegate and what you can automate. What does that mean? Delegate is to find someone else that you can train to do the job. Automate is finding a system, an online system. Or an app. Or an app or or um, a, a virtual Up, assistant. Upwork. Yeah, whatever it is that Five. you want to do. Where you can automate it. You know, if you're finding that on your sales calls, your salespeople are saying the same things over and over again, well, then write scripts. Give it to some virtual employee, virtual assistants overseas that actually speak English very well, and then they can do it. That's a, that's a way of automating. So you're going to use the tripod of freedom. You're going to think, delegate, automate, eliminate. You're going to look at that long list, and you're just going to go through all three of those. How can I delegate this? Oh, man, I can't delegate that. I'm the only person that can do that job. Well, then let's go back to number one. You have to challenge your belief. Are you really the only person that can do that job? I mean, chances are, you know, if you're doing fine art, you know, and craftsman, then you're going to have to have an apprentice for a few years. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking about standard, normal, backbone businesses. Uh Uh-huh. So you're looking at that list full full of all the circles and you're asking, delegate, automate, 
Eliminate. And on the eliminate side of things, this goes back to, you got to go back to our podcast. You'll hear when we talked all about goals and vision, especially when we had Eric Beck with Founders Fire on, um, what aligns with your vision, what aligns with your goals. And if it does not align and push you forward, then you eliminate. Yeah. And it's hard because sometimes you have to eliminate really good things. I know our first book that we published, whatever the cost, we published with Thomas Nelson, big publisher out of Nashville. And the one thing he said to us after we sent him the first uh, manuscript, we were like, oh, this is so amazing. He said, kill your darlings. Like you got to kill your darlings. We He actually axed five chapters. We were like, are you kidding? And one of the chapters we were talking exclusively about our wives and it wasn't because he wanted to ax it because we had our wives, but he said, it does not move you forward toward the goal of when people close the book, they say, I'm ready to go all in for my faith, whatever the cost. Yeah. So you see, he kept us tied into our goal. And as a result, we had to eliminate five chapters. Now, of course, we saved those chapters for other books later and we got them all in, but at least I believe we got them all in. Yeah, we, we at did. least got the essence of them all in. And so... um so, so that's really important is you have to say, well, what is my goal? What is my focus? Even Jesus, when he you know, was walking the earth, he even said many times when people would ask him to do things, he would say, well, it's not for me to do this, or yeah. I'm coming to the Jews first. That might be your thing. It's not my thing. Yeah, exactly. And that has to be okay with you. Okay, so that's, that's, number, that's number three. Use the tripod of freedom. That's D-A-E, delegate, automate, eliminate. And number four, it's very simple. Just going to leave this with you. Systemize one small thing this week. What's one small thing that you can systemize this week? I, I did this the other day. Actually, I did this about a month ago. Um, so obviously you guys know that David and I, not only do we do entrepreneurial stuff, but they, we also are marriage mentors. So he and his wife, Lori, me and my wife, Tori, and we mentor a couple couples a year where we bring them through this. And what I found was, is that I was frustrated because I was always having to give a link, not just for my mentor couples, but other couples that we were kind of helping out and coaching. I always had to give a link to a Zoom uh, thing and and I had to copy and I'm like okay what's your text and I give it to them and and or they give it to me and and then I would text them the link to our Zoom and then I had this idea it actually wasn't my idea it was my good buddy and business partner Travis Cotter that told me um, and and Travis and we we do need to have Travis and Steve Libman on uh, David and I are part of a fund now called Integrity Holdings Group so if you ever wanted to invest in real estate and do it with us yeah now's the time okay so anyways we'll talk about that another time. Travis said, uh, I said, Hey, we need to get on this zoom call with you. And he goes, just go zoom with integrity.com. And I was like, what, what is that? It's like a, a website where it'll log, log you directly into our zoom room. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I did it. Zoom with the Benhams, zoom with the Benhams.com. And so I systemized that one small thing and I promise you it's made my life so much easier. So I'm like, Hey, nine o'clock tomorrow we'll be on. Just go zoom with Benhams.com. And it's so much easier. Yeah. You systemize one small thing. If you really want to know systems, then you need to join Owner Suite, and in there you'll get our course, Mastering Small Business, and in there we teach you our 4S system model. You can just go to expertownership.com. Yeah. Silos, segments, stacks, and steps, and we walk you through how to systemize. So systemize one small thing. So if you really want to get your time management under control, examine your assumptions and beliefs, make a time log, like time everything, make it, make a log of everything that you do, then use the tripod of freedom. What can I delegate, automate, eliminate, and then finally systemize just one small thing and do that each week and just watch what happens with your time. Okay, Jason, we got to do own it or loan it. Own it or loan it rubber rings. Yeah, you got to own that. 
But you don't wear one. You wear a, a silver ring. Yeah, that's because I love my wife. It's usually too tight on your fingers because you've eaten too much salt. Because I love my wife. Oh, so if you wear a rubber ring, you don't love your wife. That's right. You just said you own the rubber ring. Yeah. You're such a hypocrite. <laughs> I own it. I think they're fantastic. That way I don't have to take rings off in the gym. Hey, listen, subscribe, rate, and review. Hook us up online. Share this out with your friends. Hopefully this is a blessing to you. And our ultimate goal is to see the church of Jesus Christ yeah. advance mightily in the earth to be made ready for the return of Christ. And we're all in the marketplace. We want to do it, and we want to do it with excellence. So we will see you next week. I've been really, really feeling this.